headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler. I want to try to remain optimistic. Uh, However, it it needs to be said that right now, the leadership team of Senator Laughlin and Senator Rout are doing everything they can to move us away from uh, a a resolution on these big red, you know, Republican issues. You know, they're they're threatening to remove us from chairmanships. They're threatening to remove us from committees as a way to try to silence us. No matter what they do, one, that's not going to silence us. Two, that's not going to move us any closer to resolution on these big red policy ideas. That was Senator Bill Igel yesterday on the Gary Nolan Show before Senator Caleb Rowden, President Pro Tem of the Missouri Senate, did exactly what Bill Igel said that you were threatening to do, Caleb Rowden, and he joins us now. Thank you very much for weighing in on this. I think many of us, Senator Rowden, are confused and dismayed, and boy, we'd sure like some clarity on what's going on, what happened yesterday, what motivated it, and what will it mean with getting these conservative issues done this year? Yeah, good to be with you guys. Um, you know, I think I, I said it a few times yesterday. I think yesterday was not not a response um, to one or two or three individual things. It was the response and a culmination of, you know, really what has been about five years of, um, of these guys, a few small select um, individuals that have, have really, uh, the best way I could describe it is they, they, they have, they, they intentionally tried to break the Missouri Senate just to claim that the game was rigged against them, right? It's the, it's it's one of the only ways that they have, um, and particularly Senator Igel, the only way he has to get any sort of traction with anybody uh, in his gubernatorial campaign, which is clearly what this is all about. Um, he cares not about the Senate. He cares not actually about passing these issues. He they they have. Uh, we've had sixteen and a half hours. Uh, this was before yesterday, which added to this particular stat. We've had 16 hours, 16 and a half hours of floor debate in, in the Missouri Senate this year. Those guys have been holding the floor for 15 hours and 40 minutes. Mm. Um, so the notion that anyone other than uh, Bill Heigl and Denny Hoskins and Rick Bratton and a few others uh, are in charge of uh, or are responsible for us not getting um, you know to these big things, these conservative things, is crazy, and we've got stats and statistics to to, to back it up. So, it's the culmination of of uh, you know just uh, um, years of of disrespect towards colleagues, years of disrespect towards the Senate, and frankly, years of intentionally trying to break the Senate. And so, you know, we 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 thought it was necessary to take action, and uh, we're hopeful that this will be the beginning of a movement toward um, working toward issues. Right? I've told everybody, I don't care if you have. Um, disagreements with me on issues. If we filibuster in a, a piece of policy that I care about, that's what the Senate's all about. If you're hijacking the Senate to try to do Cindy O'Loughlin's job for her or say you will only do this or nothing else will happen, well, when, when you know, 18 other members of your caucus say, no, this is what happens. Uh, and, and they're going to have to learn a lesson here or this is going to be a really, really bad session for them, but it's not going to end the way that they think it's going to. So tell us what the issue, so now the issue, the issue has changed over time, but now the issue that you're blocking apparently is initiative petition reform. But we've heard that I think initiative petition reform got out of the Senate last year. What was the breakdown last year with initiative petition reform and where is it now? We've heard there are 12 bills pending. Yeah, good question. So last year, the, the Senate passed a bill, the House passed a bill that the, the Senate's version uh, was kind of a mixture of of two ideas the the raising of the threshold 
that it would take to to um, to pass a constitutional amendment and a concurrent majority saying that you've got to get a simple majority and a majority of congressional districts. So our our bill kind of combined that. The, the House's bill, if I remember correctly, just had uh, the threshold. Uh, increase in it. And so like, like is the case on, you know, any number of things uh, in, in, in a normal session, the House and the Senate had disagreements. We got to conference. Um, and then at the end of session, you know, those guys, those guys blew the place up. Uh, they, they, they didn't like where, where things were headed. And so they stood in the way of a bunch of stuff. They stood in the way of property tax relief. They stood in the way of sports betting. They stood in the way of, of uh, IP reform getting done. Um, and that was their fault entirely. They held the floor. Anybody that goes back and, and, and listens, they held the floor for the better part of the last two days. So, so IP reform dying last year was, was a combination of just, a, you know, normal House and Senate disagreements and the conservative caucus, the chaos caucus, whoever they are, deciding that they were going to blow the place up. Uh, this year we have, yeah, a bunch of bills filed, uh, all the SJRs. They, uh, we, we were planning on referring those SJRs a week ago Monday, um, and they took the floor uh, and began this process that, that culminated in, in partly in what you saw yesterday and, and wouldn't let us even get to the, 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 the place where we could where I could refer, I get to refer the bills. I didn't even get there. I couldn't get there. I couldn't refer them if I wanted to because they held the floor for 15 hours and 45 minutes out of 16 and a half hours. So um, I have told them, uh, and, and the deal I told them last night, even after all of this went down, uh, the deal is still on the table. We want to get our slate of gubernatorial appointments, which is uh, um, where where we were in the process when everything started to go crazy. Nobody special on there. My, a former senator colleague of mine, Dan Hageman, is a tremendous guy, is on there um, to, to go on the highway commission. All the rest of them are, you know, for the most part, volunteers who have just signed up to serve the state. And these guys are, are, are standing in, in front of them being confirmed. Uh, and if they don't let them go, then these people die forever and can never serve in any capacity ever again. It's one of the most childish, foolish um, things I've ever seen in the Senate. So my 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 uh, deal to them is if you let those slate that slate go, I'm going to refer every bill I've got, including every IP reform bill, education reform, tax reform, all the things that we want. Everything gets referred today. Uh, as long as they let those gubernatorial appointments go, and then we can get back to normal. We can go to committee and 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 let the process play out the way that it always. Do does. you anticipate that they will, in fact, approve those gubernatorial appointments? I mean, we'll see. I think you know that the, they have a habit. They've done this for the last five years because they're not very good at this. Uh, they they dig themselves halfway into a hole, and then they come to. They used to come to Dave Schatz and I, uh, or they come to Cindy Laughlin and I, and they ask us to fix their problem. Um, it's it's a it's a poorly concocted plan from the from the from the beginning of this. They decided to aim their fire at a group of of um, uh, you know civil servants, public servants that just want to figure out a way to serve their community in these boards and committees that are generally not a lot of fun and, and generally don't pay anything. Um, so they aimed their fire in the wrong direction and they looked like idiots in the process. If I'm being honest. Um, and and now they're trying to ask me uh, to to you know concoct some way to give them a win. Well. Here's the win. Everybody, I, you, you, you get what you want. I, I'll refer all these bills, which I was going to do anyway before they decided to stand up and make noise. Um, and we get our, our gubernatorial appointments, and, and that's what business as usual back to normal order looks like. So they have the opportunity to do that today and every day going forward. 
um, if, if they decide that, that, that they want to do the right thing for a change, then, then I will gladly get these IP bills referred. And my assumption is if they get referred today, the bills probably get heard at the beginning of next week. Uh, and, and we can you know get the ball rolling on some of these things that we care about. Senator, we appreciate you joining us. I have a question about Bill Weigel's comments afterwards, and I'll get to that in a moment. But a real quick question about what you said about the appointments. If Robert Nodell at DSS, Department of Social Services, and Paula Nicholson at Department of Health are on that list, are are you saying if they're not confirmed by the end of January, they they cannot serve, or how would that work with those two? Yeah, I mean, depending on depending on what the resolution is, if we aren't able to take action on them, then they will be banned for life. Uh, from serving in those roles if we if the governor were to withdraw them and that withdrawal was acceptable was accepted by the senate which is an action that we have to take separately uh then they could um you know the governor could reappoint them um and then we would have till the end of session uh, to get them done everything every appointment that happens in the interim has to be done by the end of january or 30 days after we get there every appointment that happens in session um, we have till the end of session to do, but if that happens, then they would no longer be able to serve um, in their capacities. Uh, if if he has to reappoint them during session, they would have to leave the leave the job and then leave those obviously very very important departments um, without a leader uh, in you know in the last year of, of a Parson administration, which I think is you know absolutely ludicrous um and 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 frankly i you know again i i think it's one of the more selfish um just not well thought out there's other words i could say but uh, one of the craziest things i've ever seen in the senate these guys have no clue what they're doing they don't know where to aim their fire they just they need to have an enemy um you know to help their politics and and on any given day they don't know who their enemy is and I want to follow up on that. That's great information. It's brand new, and I'm glad because we have a lot of people that work at DSS and uh, yeah. and, and also uh, Department of Health. So they'd be interested. They'd be interested in that. Senator Eigel did send me a statement after you removed him from his chairmanship, and I won't read the whole thing. It's a paragraph. People can read it uh, obviously on on his uh, website. But I, I'm going to read two sentences here. But this is, I, th- I think, the most important thing to me of what he said here about his removal. Quote, Senator. Jefferson City, and this is Senator Bill Weigel speaking here, Jefferson City, quote, is ruled by a uniparty cartel of special interests, rhinos and Democrats who band together to crush the voice of the people. These are the same tactics the swamp uses against President Trump. They can strip me of my chairmanship. They can kick me off committees. They can drag my name through the mud. I am not backing down. They think this punishment will somehow uh, deter me, but I am freer now than I have ever been. I don't work for the swamp. End of quote. Senator, your response to that? Well, Bill Eigel is not Donald Trump. Uh, I know that for certain. Um, I, I think additionally, you know, the notion that you know, these guys love, they, they've started the Freedom Caucus, which is a national organization. They literally get calls daily uh, from people in Virginia that tell them what to do, tell them what actions to take, tell them to hold the floor or not hold the floor. If I, If that's not the swamp... I'm not sure what is, if I'm being honest. You know, the other thing is, um, you know, there's nothing that happened yesterday uh, that that won't allow us to continue to move forward if these guys will put their egos aside uh, and, and, and actually be aimed and focused at the issues that we all want to get done. I said it to Senator Eigel on the floor yesterday. We are... If you, it, it, 95% of that, this is about process, right? And, and he gets to try and decide 
Uh, he wants to try and make um, you know them, them out to be the martyrs in this situation, uh, and in doing so, they've killed uh, any number of really, really important conservative policies over the last uh, number of years. And so, you know, there, there's a reason why every poll that's come out has him at four percent. It's it's because he's talking to the same people over and over again, uh, and the rest of the people either aren't listening or don't really think his message is is worth listening to. And so. You know, I, I think um, you know he, he can he can do whatever he wants to do. He has a, a tremendous power and prerogative as a senator to do any number of things. But the notion that uh, you know that I'm the one that's uh, and 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 our our side the ones the swamp when these guys are are taking their marching orders daily, you know, from from some outfit in, in D.C. I, I think is you know. Is, is pretty swampy and, and it's you know kind of par for the course what you've seen in, in dc um you know matt gates removes kevin mccarthy you get mike johnson who i think is is a, a really nice man and and doing the best job he possibly can but the outcomes that you're getting with this new speaker that these guys thought was um you know going to be the savior is the exact same as what you got with kevin mccarthy and that's what happens when you have a three three or four seat majority a democrat senate democrat president they, these guys aren't able to put anything in context and it's either because they are not intelligent enough to do it or they just don't care and they're willing to lie to voters on a day-to-day basis to help uh to tell, help uh, move a, a political narrative but it is hurting the republican party and our ability to tell voters everyday regular voters that go to work and come home and eat with their families Republicans can govern. And if we don't fix that, and if these guys don't allow that to be fixed, we're going to lose majorities everywhere, including at some point in Missouri. Well, there's Senator Caleb Browden in the middle of a, uh, sadly, breaks your heart controversy in the uh, yeah. in the GOP side uh, conference in the Missouri Senate. Hopefully, this will send strong messages, Caleb, and hopefully people will uh, come to their senses and get some things done. And I think now... Um, as I shared with the audience earlier, I mean, now I think the binoculars are clearly on the Republican side of the Senate to make sure that something does get done in the wake of these moves. Your uh, your assessment, just overall, rough picture, uh, 50-50 chance, 75-25 of getting IP reform, education choice, uh, you know, some tax reform. What's What's the chance of getting one or more of those done? I think everything's still possible. I mean, you know, percentages I've learned in the Senate don't do do me a tremendous amount of good, but I think everything's still possible. We refer all these if if we do get to refer all these bills today. Um, you know, we're we're early in the process still, and and Republicans agree on a vast majority of this stuff. So, you know, a p- part of this is trying to get the the bad actors out of the way uh, and and tell them, look, yep. you're either going to we share about yourself, or you're going to care about issues. All right. Well, thanks for taking a stand. We will, of course, listen to the other side coming up on the show next uh, week. We're going to have them on as well. Thank you very very much, Caleb. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. There he is. When we come up, uh, come back. What's hot with Hannah? I don't know how it gets much hotter than what we just talked about. Let's see what's up her sleeve in just. A bit this is wake up mid-missouri 